Hi guys, welcome to a Soulful Storm podcast. I am your host Tasha Sampa. I am a freelance journalist who has written for Teen Vogue, British Vogue, the Grammys and MTV News. I am also an author of the book Unofficial Lizzo, which you can pre-order on Amazon, Waterstones or wherever else you buy books. And this week on the podcast, I am joined by the amazing Lucy Ford. Lucy is a radio presenter for Magic. She is also a celebrity interviewer. So she has interviewed many people ranging from Harry Styles, the Jonas Brothers and Oprah. And she's also a social media producer. And she's joining me this week to talk about the Grammys. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy. Oh, here we are. All right, so right now, hey everyone. So we're doing like a recap of the Grammys. And if you're wondering why this is coming out a bit late, it's because Lucy and I had actually recorded this, but um, audio issues failed me. So Lucy has been gracious enough to do it again. So. I mean, I think, what else am I doing? I have no plans ever in this pandemic. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, do, do, does any of us do any of us? All, all we do is sit in front of our laptops and televisions and just pray to go outside <laughs> and talk to people that we actually like. Yeah. <laughs> but, ah, oh, Lucy, um, the Grammys were like last Sunday. Uh, how did you find them? What were your favorite parts before we go into like the negative parts of it? Um, favorite parts were, I think like generally, I think they were better produced than years previous. I actually mm. think that maybe they should do the Grammys this way every year mm. where they have like some remote stages, some stages like in front of others. And it just felt a lot more seamless. And also I think, they focused on the performances a lot more than they normally do, which gave them a lot more room to breathe, which was really nice. Um, I really loved Megan the Stallion's performance. And then when Cardi came on as well, mm. it just was so good. And I, I can't believe actually that like, we haven't had a performance of WAP. Like that was the first one. Can because you imagine? That's, that song feels so like, omnipresent do you know what I mean like it feels like it feels like it's always it feels like it's always existed Mm. and it's actually wild that we hadn't had a performance of it before and they just pulled it out of the bag so great it was so amazing to watch that um generally anything with Megan was amazing like her bit with Beyonce and I just was so moved by how much she loves Beyonce how much Beyonce clearly loves her and Mm. I thought that was just like the sweetest moment them sort of supporting each other um what else did I love I mean I'm always gonna love Harry Styles because I mean he's the love of my life but I do appreciate sort of I think he's found his groove which I really enjoy um he's very like confident in his like his vibe which I really love and I thought his um performance with Dev Hines um of Blood Orange like he was on guitar was just like really cool (laughs) it's like really cool combination um yeah I think and obviously I loved BTS they were great as always singing dynamite so um yeah that was I'm trying to think now it feels so long ago my pandemic brain has like totally wiped any short-term memory from my head so um but yeah I love that I mean also Dua Lipa just like putting every person to shame ever just with how gorgeous she is (laughs) I can't even look at her she's like looking at the sun (laughs) 
bless. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm trying to even think because, like I said, it's like wait a minute, which which performance? Is I know it's like I give again? I give three hours of my time to something and then I never think about it ever again. <laughs> then, it, yeah, then it's gone. <laughs> it's a bit mad. Um. Oh gosh. Like I liked the 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 way that the Grammys did things. I mean, personally, for me, I'm like um. I could do with never seeing an audience again. This is perfectly fine for me. Mm. But I know that the performers probably won't, don't like They that. want they, an audience. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're like, we actually need feedback. We need screams and chants and claps. We, we need that. But I understand what you said. It felt like the performances, like the award show was more focused on the performances, which I feel like award shows should be about and how have they not been about this mm. all this time? I One thing I did miss, I really like it when the Grammy do um, tributes to legends. So I've enjoyed the Dolly Parton one. I can't tell you how many times I have rewatched the tribute to Stevie Wonder where like it was Beyonce, Ed Sheeran and um, Gary Clark Jr. Lucy, I watch that an unhealthy amount of times. <laughs> I love, I love it when the Grammys do like tributes to like a musician that's just died or just to someone who's like, oh, this is a this is a legend and we should stand. So I was disappointed that we didn't get one this year. But we did have one in the untelevised portion, but again, that's not really like so few people watch that compared yeah. to the televised it, one. Yeah. And then in my head it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but which performances did I like? I, I, little baby, I didn't expect uh, that kind of performance from him, but it was really good when it was mm. um, like, I, I don't know, like a homage to Black Lives Matter where, um, what's his name from Insecure? I, I've got his name from Insecure in my head, but not the actor, Nathan from Insecure. What's your real name? Kendrick Sampson that's it where he was playing a guy that you know was killed by the police and you had that woman who's usually at the front of Black Lives Matter so I'm so ashamed that I've forgotten her name and then you had Killer Mike in it so I love that Black Lives Matter performance uh I've left out some oh Doja Cat never performs never disappoints me I know that that girl is so tired of performing say so they have made her perform it at every award show it's not even like the best song on Hot Pink but she always does something different, which is so fun. Like she, she doesn't have to. No, and at all. <laughs> but she always has a different vibe. She did like a like a robot futuristic sort of version of it this time, which yeah. I actually didn't think that she'd be able to top the like heavy metal version of Say So that she did. At, I can't remember which award show it was, but that was uh, so. Like, was it the American? Fun. Was that? Oh no, that wasn't American it, Music Award. It, no, it was the European MTV. MTV EM, EMAs, and it was just like so fun. It was like. Doja Cat Evanescence matter. Yes, but um, it was brilliant. I was like, who? Yeah, who knew that? And she, be- yeah, she manages to make it different, which I think is really like you don't have to. You know, you you could get away with not doing it different. I, I but I like that. That tells me that Doja Cat's going to be around for a long time. She she's a performer. She's mm-hmm. good at, and she gives us something different each and every time. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Megan, Megan and the Roaring Twenties. I loved that love the outfit changes loved the background dancers doing the tap dancing and then oh there's one bit in that performance where she's like almost commanding the dancers with her hips 
and it's filmed from like behind Megan and you can see the dancers like moving with her yes. I've watched it so many times like it's utterly hypnotizing like I always rewatch it like it's in my bookmarks on Twitter so I can just go and rewatch it whenever I want I know that bit because you do you know why I have that imprinted in my head because Beyonce did something very similar for the choreography for get me bodied like yes everyone was like She's so influenced by her. It's so wonderful. Oh, I just lived. I stand. And I, I, ha I have a Beyonce archive in my brain. So I was like, <laughs> I recognize this move. And then, like you said, I cannot believe that this is the first time we've seen Wopt performed live. And I think what I like so much about Wop is how angry it makes everyone else. I love how angry it yeah. makes men. I love how angry it makes Republicans. Do you know what I love about it mm -hmm. more than anything is that the censored version, which actually they didn't even play the censored version at the Grammys. They played the like censored plus version, but the censored radio version is in my opinion, so much more explicit and like- Really? Makes, <laughs> no, it makes me blush so much. I don't know if you want to, <laughs> but obviously the lyrics like what mm -hmm. changes to, shall I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Changes to wet and gushy, which yes. I just think is like, I actually cannot hear those words without blushing. Like, I think it's, I think it's so much more explicit. And I think that that's deliberate. Like, like they're like, okay, fine. You're not going to let me say the words. I'll make it worse. <laughs> just, it like actually does something to me. Um, but they, Cardi says it in one bit of the performance. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the version we're getting. But it was actually like, the censored censored version that we got at the Grammys. Mm. I mean, I have to admit, when when Megan flipped Cardi, I screamed in my I did bed. Yes, yeah, and, and because I'm like at my mom's house for the next couple of weeks, I'm like, I'm. I was surprised I didn't wake anyone because it was a full on <laughs> like. <gasps> it was so sick. Like they must have practiced that so many times. I was like, how did how how did cardi not twist her ankle how did megan do like i had so i had so many technical questions that i wanted to ask i'm like i'm and again mm -hmm. this is audio no one can actually see the things that i'm doing with my hands but i was just like i need to understand how she did it but mm. yeah i i enjoy just how angry everyone gets about what because i'm like you're not angry internally you live you know you live because if you actually didn't you wouldn't watch it yeah I, I mean, mean it's it's such a I think like there's been fallout in the last week like since the Grammys of like Cardi fighting loads of people on, online mm -hmm. about whether it's appropriate and like I think it always goes down to it's like if you don't want your children to listen to it like do your best to that they don't listen to it like you you can't have celebrities raising your children of course it's really hard to monitor what people listen to and watch at the moment because like content is everywhere but, is, but at the like end of the day it's like guidance. yeah at the end of the day it's like you can't uh, you can't expect cardi b to like raise everyone's children like exactly. come on and the thing yeah. i find so stupid is the people using the clip of like when she was listening to wop at home and then her daughter walked in and mm. was like oh my goodness see look at cardi and it's like well are you well, yeah <laughs> look at the way you guys would judge her if she had carried on playing wop when her three-year-old daughter walked into the room you would have judged her so hard and I think Cardi made a very excellent point she was like when they announced that Megan the Stallion 
like the Grammys announced Megan Thee Stallion will be performing WAP with Cardi B and then there was a commercial break. So if you will say, bearing in mind, the Grammys in America started at 10. Mm. So you had ample time to tell your children, go to bed, <laughs> you are not to watch this, blah, blah, blah. You may, the God. Yeah, it's very fake guns. outrage. And I don't think, like, as we know, there's lots of very explicit songs from men that don't garner nearly as much criticism. It's just, it's it's, uh, policing women's sexuality, as always. And I find it so infuriating because, and when I say on Twitter, men hate women, I always have to deal with men in my DMs being like, no, but here's the thing, and women are like this. I'm like, no, 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 because we're not going to sit here and act like what is the most explicit thing you have ever heard in your life it's simply not i would say like a good if you're just even talking about rap because we're not going to act like men in pop and men in rock haven't talked explicitly about sex it happens Mm. across all genres maybe except for like jazz and country but you know country they'll talk about you know my wife cheated on me with my brother now I've shot him dead but yeah there's a different sort of uh there's a different there. kind of um violence <laughs> so to say yeah but I, like, I feel like there's men who just want women to be sexual but on their terms and yeah in the, exactly and on their terms and on from the male gaze and some of you are not able to fathom the fact that women may actually like sex and that women have certain demands and certain requirements for sex, just like you have certain demands and certain requirements. And maybe listening to Megan and Cardi make you realize that, you know, you don't live up to those expectations. Maybe you've never created a WAP and you're looking at yourself <laughs> crazy. Maybe, maybe you're having- Maybe you've never created a WAP is a hilarious <laughs> phrase. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Feel free to incorporate it into your daily life. But yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Not when I've had to listen driving in the car with my friend talking about, a, listening to a woman talk about how she's never had an orgasm in her 20 years of marriage. Oh, no. But there's several stories like that. There's literally several stories of women who have been married to their husbands for decade plus and never experienced it. I'm like, how? Why? That's so sad. That is so evil. <laughs> but yeah um um there is my mini wop rant done i'm just going to conclude it by saying if you're angry at wop maybe you've never had one and maybe you've never created one but that is not cardi b or megan the stallion's issues to fix um talk to yourself and talk to whoever you serve above or below so <laughs> but um down to like the bad side about the grammys i think we're we are we're here to talk about one and a half things. The mm-hmm. one being the injustice of BTS and the half will be my miniature rants that I will have later about the injustice of Beyonce and how the Grammys tried to very much suck up to her in mm-hmm. order to get in her good bit books. But you know, Lucy, I'll let you start off with how you feel about uh, BTS's, I don't know, lack of Grammy or the pushback of their performance um yeah okay I guess this has like two parts for me because Mm. I think that there's like the actual Grammy nomination which was for pop duo performance pop Mm. group or duo performance and then there's like the actual performance on the night 
Um, in terms of the Grammy Award, I think maybe I have uh, I have less anger at them losing the award than maybe a lot of fans. And that's because it's not that I don't think they're deserving. I just think that like that they were one of a group of people who were deserving. And and I personally don't think that it's like an injustice that uh, Ariana and Lady Gaga won because that song was enormous. <laughs> and I think like when you sort of take a step back and you think about what it is to have had Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande uh, do a duet together, oh. like to, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, collaborate. collaborate collaborate I was like contribute um when you think about what it is to have Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande collaborate like that is a huge moment in pop culture you know these are two women who at any point in their careers have been the biggest pop stars on the planet and I think that that's something that shouldn't be downplayed especially mm -hmm. like Ariana Grande herself is like the biggest pop star in the world at currently like biggest female pop star so I, I I'm not angry at rain on me winning I I personally love rain on me so I'm same. <laughs> on, a on a personal note it's one of my favorite songs of the last year no same um, I love rain on me it 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 hit all the whole hit all the that needed to be hit during the pandemic for me uh I cried a lot to it which was needed oh um you. well you know the lyrics are like I'd rather be dry but at least I'm alive which I was like oh my gosh I thought it's I mean, I'd rather be drunk, but I'm still, at least I'm alive. No, it's I'd rather be dry because they'd rather not be crying, but at least they're alive to cry. Like at least they are able to have emotions. Okay, I have been wrong for like the past <laughs> six months. I have fully been thinking- It does sound like drunk. It does sound like drunk. And that was the joke because everyone was like, I would rather be drunk right now, like in a club listening to Rain On Me. Um, no, no, but, you have yeah. opened my eyes. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Is drunk all this time. Yeah. Oh my god. Were you like, why are you crying to this song? Um, but so having said all of that, that 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 puts into context a lot of what Gay Lady Gaga was talking about when she was talking about the makings of the song and how Ariana yeah. helped her. I was like, now this makes sense because I was like, but you say that you'd rather be drunk. So I was like, are you mm. drunk and sad? Like, oh, thank you. I also, yeah, I think like the context of that song for them both, like they have both been through you know different types of trauma but very public trauma and I think yeah. like by all accounts it was like very cathartic for them so I actually like I respect that song a lot is what I'm trying to say um mm. and but having said that I think um you know they BTS didn't win for Dynamite and I was sad for them when they didn't win and I think had they won I wouldn't have been sad for Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Like there's that difference where it just felt like, and it's not to do with the fact that like who wants it more, because I actually think that that sort of conversation doesn't really apply. Like, I think there was a lot of chat about like, oh, but they clearly wanted it so much. And it's like, you can't give it to the, you, you can't give it to the person who wants it more. Like as much as we would love to do that. And like, as much as we feel like it was deserved, like that can't be a parameter. Mm. Um, that's just, you know, that's, we have to take that off the table in this conversation in terms of like who actually gets the award. But having said that, like, it, I think because the Grammys have been so made and centered around like white performers for so long, I don't think I would have been sad had Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande not won because I just feel like their presence at that award show in that lineup in that nomination list is such a given at this point that like it doesn't feel as much of a big moment 
as it did to have BTS there. So mm. there's like, so I'm not mad at the song, but like I'm mad at sort of like the culture of the Grammys as a whole that that allowed for that like disparity in the first place. I see what you mean. And you know, because we're we're having to have this, rec- this conversation, I thought about what you had said when you brought it up last week. And I think that it is wrong to say that BTS wanted it more because mm. we don't M- maybe there is a different kind of no there probably is a different kind of gusto when it is your first nomination mm. i don't think it's right for us to say on any counts well bts wanted it more than lady gaga or ariana or justin that's I- true lady ariana grande was like buzzing online about it like she was so happy about mm. it and um i, I do because oh, i've been looking at my phone it's not because i've been ignoring what you're saying i've been trying to bring up <laughs> don't worry trying- it's the second time you've heard it so you know <laughs> no no but it's it, i'm trying to bring up who was in that category come on where is Best it was um bad bunny was in there it was taylor swift and bonnie Vare, and it was justin bieber as well Just, okay and i think that like had taylor swift and bonnie Vare won i think that would have been a fair uh win as well it was a really really tight category i think also like i think the difficulty is that like category doesn't like really make a lot of sense to have like a group that's always an actual group group versus collaborations and i I think like that's just a fault of what they relegated them to in terms of like how they would nominate them i i think like yeah that it, it makes very little sense in my head like logically that a group that's always been a group would be up against sort of uh a momentous collaboration like I mentioned you like it's a big deal that Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande and that that obviously helps boost like its cultural importance you know um but so but then so that goes into the the point I would make is that the the biggest crime is that that's the only award that they could have won or lost Mm -hmm. and that's why there's so much anger and there's so much um so many emotions running on it because they shouldn't have been nominated for just that. And also they shouldn't have just been nominated for Dynamite. I think like that just really, <laughs> really annoys me that the Grammys really thought they did something by nominating their most Western song. And like, they can pretend that it's not to do with that, but it is. They it's nominated the one song that they did in fully English that they didn't write. That was probably the most Western sounding song that they've done. Like, And certainly not I, their best. If we're, if, No, I it's not their best. By, and I think most BTS fans... Short. I think most BTS fans would would agree that it's definitely not the best they've sounded musically like it's not it's not their comfort zone to sing in English and I think you think you can tell and I don't mean that to say that they sound bad I just think like well it's not their first they don't sing in English it's not their language and so and they have been very adamant about up until this point not singing in English yeah, and I think the fact that they submitted Map of the Soul 7 to be for like best pop album, album of the year, I think they submitted for artist of the year as well. Like the fact that they just completely did not uh bat an eye towards those those out al- that album that is I think one of like one of the best in my opinion. One of um, their best and the best selling album of 2020 and that's not even me saying that as like a bts fan that's not no music like was i I always get the letters mixed up is it ipi ifpi ifpi which is 
a very important thing in the industry. They talked about like they have awarded the 2020 artist to BTS because they have sold more music than anyone else in 2020. So mm. it, it made sense to submit Map of the Soul 7 for all those things. Yeah. It, it and that's the thing. I think like that's the biggest crime. And I think that I think that they know that. <laughs> I think BCS know that. Um and so I'm I'm sort of less angry at the the specific loss than I am at like the just the treatment of them in general. And I think also like it just goes to show how far it is before like any other non-English language music that's maybe not like Latin music because obviously like the Latin music is quite prevalent at the Grammys and I understand why that is because of because of America. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just goes to show that like if you <laughs> if you could only nominate BTS, the biggest band in the entire world, undeniably for their only English language song when they've got a seven year discography of Korean music, or, you know, and and one of them was eligible. Like it just goes to show how far there is to go for any other bands that don't have those accolades, you know? Like there mm. are so many amazing musicians that you'd hope that like BTS would pave the way for, if we're gonna use that like term that that we use on, on BTS Twitter. Yeah. It just it just shows how far there is to go when like not even they can get what what is due to them. Uh, even in just I'm not saying I'm not saying that they should win I mean I, I, I would like them to win but like just to even be nominated you know there's lots of upset at these awards for many reasons but I think they're them being locked out of those categories I think is the biggest crime um, and then so that's that's my gripe I mean I hate the Grammys anyway I've always hated the Grammys <laughs> they're bullshit um, but the then like there's to rub salt in the wound of all of that was to uh knock their performance right to the end of the show the penultimate performance um nestled in between categories that they were shunned out of um as a way to keep viewers as a way to keep the uh viewing power of army their fans and it was just so transparent and it was really really gross and infuriating and there's no reason why they should have been the penultimate performance based on the category that they were nominated. It doesn't in. even they make should sense have been at the start the or the middle. Yeah, those bef- like why were they after like Megan The Stallion who was nominated for like Album of the Year? Why were they after like all of these performances? Why were they, they were after, after Taylor Swift? They were after Doing Leaper. They were. Why were after they after like, Doja Cat? They, they should have been based on like what they were nominated for the fact that their category wasn't even in the main show they should have been in the middle or the start they Mm. shouldn't have been as a way to like drum up anticipation for like record of the year artist of the year or whatever so it's like it's gross it's so annoying and I, I feel actually more incensed by this in the week following our initial chat last Monday I feel more angry at that and I think like I Oh yeah, that's that's all there is to be said about that. Okay, I I will give I will give my opinion because yeah. I I think I've been slightly pacified. <laughs> oh this... okay, I love how your anger's depleted and mine has actually got. More. Yeah, because like when we when we first spoke about this, like when I tell you when my, there was actually like burning in my chest. And that's not me exaggerating. That's not, guys, that's not me being dramatic. It was, I was actually hot because Mm. I was so angry. And 
I guess, and I'm not going to use the term person of color because Lord knows I hate that term. That there is no unity across across uh, everyone who's non-white. We can show solidarity, but I don't believe that there is unity. So I don't like using that term. But I will just say, as as a black woman who has experienced racism more times than I would like to admit, and when I know that I'm looking at something in the face. I'm looking in the face of racism just because you expect it or you're not this is not new to you doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt any less so even before we get to you know them losing like you mentioned they were qualified for so many more categories map of the soul seven it should have been it should have been nominated for for so much more and then it rings true in my heart for the for the threes that all of us are taught is that you have to work twice as hard to get half of what they have and to to literally witness that in real life not to say in real life because again i've witnessed that in my own life but to to witness it happen to someone else a group of men who have achieved so much who have gone above and beyond and to still witness the doors being shot it's so infuriating to watch so i hated that and then there was them not winning the grammy which again i was annoyed i understand that the category was heavily stacked i mean you had taylor swift you had uh ariana grande and lady gaga and like i said i love rain on me you had justin bieber it was always going to be competition to get uh, the Grammy voters who are majority white men to look past what they know and give these seven Korean guys a chance. In the back of my head, I knew that, but so much around the promotion of the Grammys had been advertising that, oh my goodness, it's going to be BTS, it's going to be B, like you. It was almost like they were kind of saying, guys, you know that it's going to be bts so you know just watch it happen in real life so you can watch history mm. be made but again it's to harness the viewing power of bts's fan base i mean bts just on twitter alone have 33 million followers so if you're getting even half of those people to watch the grammys what that's seven that's 17.5 million people mm -hmm. and that's if you just got half of their fan base to commit to watching it yeah and also many were watching it not on official streams as well true i think that that was um that was left out of the viewing figures because you know many people aren't in a country where they can officially watch the grammys fair 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 but yeah. it it was it's it's the frustration of Okay, so you haven't nominated them for half of what they deserved. And then the thing that you did nominate them, nominate them for, their most Western song that, you know, not even their best, but you know, it's a fun bop. It got the radio play. It was in advertisements. It was on, what was it? Strictly Come Dancing for goodness sake. <laughs> we get it. Dynamite was everywhere. The song. It, yeah. The song. One of the contenders of 2020. And ugh, to see them not get that for me was a chest burn. But then 
for their performance to be pushed back to be to be the ending performance i was just like this is insulting on so many different levels because and i know i'm just reiterating what you said but they're not they're not nominated for the big four Mm -hmm. why are you putting them past everyone who has been nominated in the big four and to me it just looked awkward because i was like you've had everyone else's performance you've had these these vcrs uh, about each artist like you've got the build-up to you know why they've been nominated for these things their journeys and blah 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 blah, blah. and then at the end you just kind of have the throwaway and next we have bts yeah and also the fact that the artists that had been you know like megan uh and cardi had like three songs to perform uh taylor had three songs um because they were nominated do a leaper did a medley and and it felt strange to have such a short performance and it's obviously because it's all they were nominated for and they weren't they weren't nominated for a body of work you know they were nominated for a song exactly so it just felt even more jarring because they shouldn't have been, you know, I'm not, they shouldn't have been like, I don't think they deserve it, but they shouldn't have been a gift. They shouldn't have been given a medley to perform because that's not what they were nominated for. What they were nominated for. And I understand that. So that's why it felt so jarring to have like a three minute performance of dynamite uh, nestled between, you know, eight minute performances from other artists. Hmm. And, and that's why I, I don't take it as like, oh, you know, they saved the best for last or like, oh, it's some kind of honor to be at the end. I'm like, well, if we're talking about in normal circumstances, if you're talking about oh, an award show that's given the artist respect, yes, most people do fight for, you know, the closing slot because, you know, it shows that, you know, the institution has faith that, you know, people want to see these, this mm-hmm. artist but then it's usually backed up by, you know, I can't think of another word other than respect, but Mm -hmm. there wasn't respect given to BTS. It was a blatant, no, we are absolutely harnessing the power of your fan base to boost the ratings for, (coughs) excuse me, our dying show. And there is no honor in that because if you are going to, and I'm not saying that artists should do this. I know that there are artists out there who will leverage, you know, if if I'm not get if I'm not getting an award, then I'm not coming. There are artists who do that. I don't think that's something that should be done. Mm-hmm. But I don't like seeing BTS be like, well, we're not going to give you even half of what you deserve. But we want to make damn sure that we harness the power of your very large fan base for our personal gain. And because we have such clout in the music industry, we know that you're going you're probably not gonna do too much about it. And that's that's why I find it very awkward when people say, Oh, you know, just like you know the Grammys don't mean anything. And, you know, let's just boycott the Grammys. I'm like, the Grammys are annoying. The Grammys are racist. The Grammys have been a scam for a very long time, but we cannot sit here and act like in the music industry, the Grammys don't have power. Yeah. And that they also don't mean things to people who do win them. You know, there was 
there was a someone asking Megan the Stallion whether she thought the Grammys were corrupt, like after she'd won three Grammys. And it was like, well, this is a big moment for her. And they are corrupt. We saw that by the fact that they didn't nominate The Weeknd as well. Like, you know, that was, yeah. we want to talk about, we want to talk about songs of the year and albums of the year. It's The Weeknd uh, with Blinding Lights and, and his album. Uh, but it does mean a lot, you know, for artists, they grow up watching it and for viewers, they grow up watching it. And, and like, these things matter, you know, they're markers of success. It's that same thing as like, if you're nominated for an Oscar, it means that for the rest of time, you're, you're billed as Oscar nominated, so and so and you can leverage more money because you can leverage that. that and you can leverage that and you can work it to your advantage and, and it's the same for grammys like grammy nominated so and so grammy winning grammy award winning it we it we unfortunately we unfortunately live in a world where these things matter from the top down you know like accolades so it, it, it's the most respected international award i remember just was it last week looking at this chart about how in korea how they view music awards so they explained it all the way down from like dasangs to is it bosangs to all the way down to when you win a prize at the the weekly music shows like m m net countdown mm. or music bag called inkigayo things like that and then it said at the bottom the only international award that koreans like the Korean general public care about is the Grammys, not Billboard, not MTV, not the AMAs. And it's not to say that, you know, those um, awards aren't very nice, but the only ones that be like, oh, swear down is the Grammys. Mm. So I, I think it's really far-fetched to say that, oh, you know, they don't mean anything. Yes, they damn well do. And we all know that they mean something to the artists. So, oh and the grammys and the grammys leverage that i literally watched a clip of an old clip of eminem talking about how he said to the grammys don't you ever in your life ask me to perform at this this institution again and he was talking about like you know the awards he's been snubbed for the awards that i think when 50 cent was um when 50 cent was nominated for artist of the year this is when he was still signed under is it like Dr. Dre or Eminem, whatever. And like he mentioned the the artists that were in the category of Eminem, not with Eminem, sorry, with 50 Cent. This is when In The Club came out. And I was like, oh no, there's no one else that should have won that Grammy other than him. Because the mm -hmm. impact of that song still carries to this day. We still use that as a birthday song. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just like the, the umbrella, um umbrella of this whole discussion is that the Grammys historically have been very happy to harness the performing power of uh, artists, minority artists, I would say, like uh, marginalized groups and um, but not award them. So and that's exactly that's exactly what we're seeing every year. Um, maybe less so now as I think they are trying to get better but are they well I mean I think like unfortunately this whole discussion is like how do you how do you stop something that is grown out of control because you have this committee of Grammys voters and like ultimately from it doesn't really matter who's at the head of the tr at the head of it because it all comes down to what the voters vote for. So 
it it doesn't matter if you've got someone at the top who's like we're going to make a difference because you have to make sure the mass of voters want to also make a difference as well and like we know this all the time why would people who see themselves represented and see themselves winning care to change that and maybe it's conscious maybe it's not maybe it's subconscious but you know they're not gonna they're not gonna change a system that they're winning essentially so it's literally the oppressed refusing no sorry the oppressors refusing to help the yeah would you change a system that benefits you and i think probably i think probably a lot of people you know i'm speaking about this as coming from the perspective of a white woman um i think a lot of people probably don't necessarily know that they're doing that you know like i don't think random ex voter in the academy is is thinking when they write their winner oh i'm doing this to keep to keep the system going i think they just they just do what they think they're doing how do i say this they they just think they're making a choice they don't think about maybe necessarily like the structural implications that have made that choice so that's why it's quite hard to weed this stuff out because it's an ingrained societal thing to protect your own or to to see your own as the best um and so that's why I think like it's it's really hard to to make these changes, especially like you can't make these changes in a year. It's mm. going to be a long time. No, and I say you saw it with the Oscars, and the Oscars. I mean, the Oscars aren't great even to this day, but it's taken a good few years. You know, we had um, Oscars, Oscars so, white. so white, which was we were, we've been screaming seven, Oscars so white so about seven eight years. Seven, I think it was about seven years ago was the official like hashtag oscars so white when it was like all the all the acting nominees were white mm-hmm. um and you know and it's taken until 2021 to have a, a really like across the board quite healthy amount of diversity in acting directing so like that i mean but, but that's not to say that like yay we won we did it but you know that's just goes to show how how long these things take mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like we fixed racism with the Oscars, but no. you know that's another <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but you know, I, what I'm trying to say is like, the Grammys had a huge scandal last year, and it's unsurprising that they didn't manage to fix it in a year. Oh, uh, the, the Grammys! What was it? They had like a scandal. What? What? what ex- I remember the. Scandal. Well, I mean, it was revealed to be entirely corrupt, as all award shows are. I think that's that's the thing. Like, I think at the end of the day, like these, uh, what what's frustrating is that award shows matter, but they are also all entirely corrupt, mm. and uh, that's the frustrating like thing we have to wade through. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, corrupt. It's, it's a sack of like it's so annoying. It's a sack of crap, so to speak, because it's the it's the juxtaposition of be- I am I believe that they are people at the Grammys who genuinely like bts genuinely want them to win and i think yeah. we saw like glimpses of that when you know they were interviewed at like the the grammy museum and the i still love that interview to this day i think that's one of the best interviews i've ever seen bts have or the fact that you know their outfits that they they wore for the first Grammys are in the Grammy Museum. I think that they are people in the institution that have respect for them, but there's thousands upon thousands of Grammy voters. And then mm-hmm. out of those thousands, there are a select 
bunch that are ch chosen to vote for each year's nominees no nominees and then who will be the winners and i think that there's corruption and mess and bribery that happens over there there absolutely is and we we've heard what was it zayn malik came out the week of the grammys and like and was basically like fuck the grammys because you have mm. to shake hands and basically bribe and talk to the right people in in order to get what you deserve so i'm just there like so bts featuring the zayn and the weekend would love to see it <laughs> but, that'd be amazing yeah and, and yes I'm sure that, you know, the guy that this is, he, is he black or is he mixed race? I don't know, but the guy who's at the head of the Grammys, hopefully he would want some change, but you'd have to tear the whole system down and rebuild it in order to make it anywhere near better, because you're not just going to, like you mentioned, change the hearts and minds of people who either consciously or subconsciously do things to benefit their own. Yeah, who don't who don't think their hearts and minds need to be changed? Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, it <laughs> this guy, the guy who's the head of the Grammys, I was just like, sir, do you understand how tone deaf you sound? Because you're giving this speech about diversity and inclusion before BTS perform when we've <laughs> seen, uh, uh, oh, we've seen a very still white list of grammy winners I i'm not even going to get started how i feel about the jazz category basically having everyone be white in the jazz category that's that that's a conversation about how jazz has been so turned up on its head since its inception but you have this this speech about diversity and inclusion when and then you shove B and then right afterwards you have bts perform dynamite after this very blatant kind of pull to get viewers and then after a week where you just had to explain to everyone why beyonce is not performing why beyonce and and her husband jay-z are sitting there in that audience looking so unimpressed because she actually told you outright i am not coming to to perform because how many times are you expecting me to sit and perform after you've robbed me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, there was a, a big fuss made of the fact that Beyonce was now the most awarded Grammy artist in history. Mm -hmm. um, she took home two awards on the night. Two awards? Three awards? Four. Four awards on the night. There were so many categories, oh my God. Um, and... Because they made a think, huge. They made think, a huge song and dance about it. Because I think two of them were in the pre-show. Yeah, and then she won was... with Megan, and yeah, um, Blue Ivy, the Queen. Yeah, Blue Ivy Grammy Grammy winner. Um, but you know, she hasn't been. Uh, she hasn't won one of the big four since Single Ladies, which was in 2010. Mm. <laughs> and that is crazy when you think actually about the impact and like cultural relevance that Beyonce has had since 2010, I would argue is like Single Ladies was like such a jumping off point for her creatively um, in terms of impact. And for like nothing since then to have been given a big four. It's like, cool. I mean, a Grammy's a Grammy, but you you can't, 
with one hand congratulate yourself and congratulate her and be like yeah we did it we are an amazing duo grammy beyonce but like have her relegated to categories that are the urban categories pretty pretty under yeah they're pretty they're a given as opposed to like she should have been given an award for lemonade she should have been given um any number of awards for those big categories but she wasn't and that's that's the like iron that's the the irony transparency of it all you know yeah because in my head when after having read that article um about the head of the grammys and then having read about his conversation with beyonce i fully expected okay we're gonna see beyonce absolutely win some awards because they Mm. are there is no way that they are not going to attempt to get back into her great grace her good graces because she's not only the queen of the music industry Beyonce is the queen of celebrity so everyone flocks you everyone flocks to see her you'll be doing yourself a disservice to not try and have Beyonce perform at your award show so where do I even want to go if I'm going to keep it all the way 100 do I think that Black Parade deserve to win a nomination in the co- in the category that it was in no black parade is not the best black parade is honestly the worst song on the gift it's there's a reason why it's just a bonus track it wasn't even on the original of the gift album it it's the song that is the credits on black is king mm-hmm. i mean i like a black empowerment song as much as the next person but I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have died on the cross of Black Parade winning a Grammy, but they gave it to her as this is the 28th one. And now Beyonce is the most, you know, awarded and decorated Grammy winner of all time. I was like, yeah, but have we forgotten all the times that you snubbed her for album of the year? Mm. Have we forgotten about the fact that self-titled literally changed how artists in the industry drop surprise albums no one was doing that before Beyonce no one dared do it before Beyonce that was too much of a gamble she literally showed that it could be done and Mm. and we saw such a we saw such a parallel this year with Billie Eilish saying oh my god I wish I could give you Megan Thee Stallion my my award you deserve it more than me with Adele doing the exact same thing to Beyonce of however many years ago I think for Lemonade Four years uh, ago now? It's longer than that. What, wait, for Lemonade came out. No, that was the 2017 Grammys. So it's it. four years, four years. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Wow, time is so stupid. Um, <laughs> that feels so long ago. Oh my God, that does not feel like four years ago. Um, but yeah, we saw we saw parallels happening again with that. You Literally know, the same situation <laughs> happened again. But you know what? My, my thoughts and feelings about that have changed since the last time you and I had this conversation. And I've mm. actually got a little bit more hot about that situation since last week. Okay. And for me, I, I moving forward, because we've seen this with Adele, we saw it with Macklemore and the Kendrick situation, now Billie Eilish and Megan the Stallion. I am tired of seeing white artists say that, you know, oh my goodness, this should have been yours. I'm like, if you actually want to make some real change behind this, 
if you really do feel that you know it was not fair or right for you to win this over um someone else that you feel like is more deserving then don't accept it that may sound very harsh or extreme i'm like if you if you wanted to make like a real systemic change that would leave an impact then don't accept it hmm and I believe that I, I had seen that there was a, a situation of an actor and I, I should have brought up his name, but there's an actor who did this. He was like, I don't believe that I should have got this. And he refused to accept the award. And I was like, that would have a greater cultural moment and leave a sting on the institution. If you're like, I'm not taking this award that I don't feel that I should mm -hmm. win. Because again, yeah. I, I find it very- I find it hard with Billie Eilish just because she is so young, like, she's a teenager um, I mean, she shouldn't be put in that position that's what i mean like she i i have a bit of i have a bit of um sympathy for her in that situation in um, that moment live do you know what i mean yeah she's she i yeah but that's no, that's maybe i mean again i think like the adele thing was like really impactful when it happened maybe adele could have been the person to do that um, I, I don't know, but but the thing is though, like I, I we say that Billy is young, and she is. She is very very. She's only nineteen years old. But then when you look at the history of anything, people who have normally made a difference to society and humanity have been young people. It's usually been teenagers. Yeah, people. I think like you can look at it, but I think if you're living it, like if you're if you're a living nineteen year old mm. who you know, like I think it's that's maybe a bit different, like. I, I don't I don't disagree. I think it was a I think it would be an incredibly powerful statement for someone to give up their award. I I don't I don't necessarily think it should be in the hands of a 19-year-old who I, has I'm been not, famous since she was 14. Like I think but that's but that's what I mean. Like it's a situation they shouldn't have to be in. <laughs> they shouldn't be. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the onus is on Billie Eilish to be the one to do it. I am saying moving forward. Mm. I, I think it's not going to be enough to be like, oh, well, you know what? Um, insert the name of black artist who I feel like should have won this. I, I just, I, I can't keep seeing that situation. Cause it's like, yeah. I, it's like, I get, I know that you think that you're doing something and there is a little bit of something in you saying, I don't think that this should have been me. But I was like, if you, if you really want to say that you're an ally, you're going to have to do something a bit more than say like, yikes, maybe not me, but still going to take this home. Whoop, 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 whoop. Mm. Let me stand and take my pictures. But yeah. And quick question. Why hasn't uh, BTS's performance of Dynamite been on the Grammy YouTube? Is it not? No. Probably because they don't want comments. <laughs> I imagine. But that's so shady. That's even worse. I know. It's um yeah, it's like punishing, it's like punishing people for your mistake. Um but you know, I mean it's it's yeah, that's shady as hell. I mean, unless there's a reason why they didn't want I, I mean I, I can't speculate, but maybe there's a reason why Big Hit didn't want the performance on the Grammy YouTube. I cannot imagine why not. It's literal evidence that it happened. But they also haven't mentioned, they haven't, they haven't mentioned the Grammys since in any official capacity, really. So I don't know. I mean, have, they, done, have they done interviews post Grammys though? No. 
Okay. So, because we're wrapping up. <laughs> in your dream world, in your dream sequence, how would you like BTS to handle this Grammy situation? I like how they're handling it now. I think that they're moving forward. I think there is power in silence. Mm -hmm. I think that they did what they always do, which is that they sent to the fans directly after they went, they, they uploaded the moment that they lost, which I thought was so, gracious. I mean, I could, I so, so, so gracious. Um, I couldn't have done they it. went on live and they talked about how grateful they were. And they also, you know, reassured fans that like, it really is okay that they didn't win because that's like we said in this podcast, like it's not the biggest thing that they didn't win. That's not the mm -hmm. issue. Um, I think that the best thing that they can do is just go and make more music. And if they submit to the Grammys again, I, I, I mean, I would hope that they don't go so hard for the Grammys again, but I also would understand if they do. That's mm. a personal thing as like a fan and someone who hates award shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but like you said, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mad if they go hard for the Grammy promo again, like they did this year, you know, like there was nothing accidental about their promo trail ahead of the Grammys. That oh was very no, it was actually... Grammys with graces. And if they don't do that again, that would be sweet. I would, it... I would think that that is a baller move. Seamless promotion for the, like in terms yeah. of like the things that you need to do. Yeah. In order and to that's get again, the yeah, Grammy but... voters attention, they did everything right. So this is, this is my dream sequence for BTS and the Grammys. And bear in mind, I have like a five year plan. Okay. <laughs> in my head, I've constructed it. But at the end of the five years, I would like BTS to really leverage their power to the Grammys. I'm, I just, in, in my head, I just want them to sit down and take a week masterclass with Beyonce on how to, you know, hold the industry by their neck. Cause I'm like, here's the thing, you have the fan power now, but then I'm also cognizant of the fact that Beyonce has, Beyonce and Jay-Z have only been saying, you know, fuck the Grammys for the past four years. Like it's taken a long time in her career to actually be like, you know what? No, I shall not be having this from you. So I would, I don't expect BTS to turn around and say that in 2022, you will give us this, you will meet our demands. No, that's why I say it's a five year plan. I just would like them to actually start outwardly standing in the power that they have and that everyone knows that they have that's just that's just my personal hope and goal for the beyonce masterclass to kick in but yeah that's all, all we can do but um that whole thing about i know koreans generally say you know when they win an award we'll work harder i just hope that they know that hard work was not the reason like a lack of work ethic was not the reason why they didn't get this award or why mm -hmm. they weren't nominated for other uh, categories it was it had nothing to do with them and everything to do with the institution but on positive notes as we wrap up uh lucy what are you listening to that's bringing you joy um since our last conversation my answer has not changed because i'm a creature of habit um okay. i am 
eagerly vibrating at a frequency that could shatter glass for the new Beckian album, which comes out on the 30th of March. Um, I love him. He's just, I, I feel like I've really imprinted on Beckian like a duckling in the last year. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of his, I mean, I always listen to his last albums, the last mm-hmm. two albums, well, three, if you count the Japanese release, um, which I don't listen to that much. Um, so I'm, really excited for that I and I've also been listening to Kai's album I mean I've been listening again to that on repeat because since it came out in November body of work. It it's is a bit a seamless it's seamless perfect. six songs they all songs blend into each other so perfectly to the point where you don't even realize you've listened to it um so those two I love and then yeah I think that's basically yeah, I mean, I have a playlist where I add songs to, and then I just rinse that playlist for the rest of time. So my music taste taste doesn't really change very much. But yeah, okay. So yeah. I mean, I have to concur when it comes to the Beck Young stuff. Um, it's your fault. It's your fault. I, said I this love last week, this. But Do you know multiple people have messaged me saying it's your fault that I listen to him, and it I just is think your fault. Testament to how much I'm a fan girl. I. It is your fault that I have really been seeing it for Beck Young over the last couple of months. It is your fault that I now think that Beck Young is quite sexy. He's uh, so sexy. <laughs> Why? It's your fault. It's I mean, he's like so adorably annoying and yeah. loud. And I love it. And I see parts of myself in him. I was like, oh I wonder if this is how people see me because I am short and I am loud. <laughs> Except I would I, love if people were like, she's she's so annoying but so sexy. That is like that's oh, what I want. That's my goal. <laughs> my goal. Except you know, I, I don't I lack the vocal ability because Oh yeah, he's just a vocal king, you know. I was doing I was doing a poll on like a Soulful Storms um Twitter about like this K-pop edition of like who in your personal opinion obviously be respectful. Um, you know, do you think is like best dancer best you know best leader in k-pop and then got to best vocalist and it was like beck young and other people and i won't mention another other other people because why start a fan war but i was just like is this a serious question like mm-hmm. did you did you put these pictures next to beck young and you yeah and, and you were serious he has just an undeniable vocal vocal power because, um because SM- and he works really hard on it which i i think is SM collect vocalists like infinity stones (laughs) they can you know I noticed that so much with um the latest shiny album oh just um and like their performances that they did uh in the music shows oh like how let's get into shine oh how powerful all of their vocals are in such a different way like even I would say even I would say vocals that don't appear strong are so strong if that makes sense like I would say that Taman like has such a strong voice that I sometimes forget how strong his voice is same with Key um it's just so powerful I wasn't even going to get into shiny but (laughs) sorry no 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 it's fine because um one of the songs that I have had on repeat and I've I have said it to people it is going to be the top of my spotify rap to shinies marry you and when they dropped it for ringtone this is before the album came out before we knew what the title track was 
it was just in promotions for ringtone and they performed marry you and put it on youtube i listened to it for 45 minutes on a loop and it just wasn't on spotify and i was eagerly awaiting i was like i need to stream the hell out like i've incorporated marry you into my wedding playlist i'm not marrying anyone anytime soon but i have the playlist and the playlist hasn't been upgraded in years but shiny is on it and just their vocal ability i'm just there like oh this is why this is why i love these guys this is why mm. i stand because i mean what can you say they're shiny they're just so good yeah, they are just undeniably good. And I would say if you want anything to like make you feel happy, just watch like all of the content from their comeback. Like they had such a particular brand of delightful chaos about them. Yes. With with the promotions. And I think that comes from like they're older, they've had some time away and 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 sort of all of their history and everything. I think like they just have this like lightness to them that I would say like 12 months into a pandemic was just like the just exactly what I needed it was so fun to wake up every day to like something silly they'd done so and, delightful and what I enjoy about shiny especially with like the like Onu with Ki and Minho is the fact that what are you gonna say to us how are you gonna check us we're men yeah, like, we, we are men we yeah. are men we have been to the military like Minho was a marine like it's it's literally the definition of who's gonna check mm. us boo he has got the body of someone who went to the Marines. Let oh me tell you that. God. Um, Can I tell you how I was in <laughs> such... Whew! Okay, let me collect myself because Minho is... Um, I'm really struggling to... I feel like how you feel about Beck Young is how I feel about <laughs> Minho. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That must be good for you. Um, Minho is my ultimate bias. This is the first Korean idol I ever was enthralled by because i knew him as an actor before i even knew that he sang but and you know what i saw his body even then because this is have you watched harang yeah i have okay so when um they were doing promotions for harang they went on i can't remember what variety show it was but it was him it was park sojun it was park hyang silk and there was another guy from the film, but um, Taeyang wasn't there. I think I think this is when BTS was doing Wings. And so there was a particular exercise where they had to do like game where they had to like, you know, when we used to be in the playground and we used to do like skipping ropes and you had to like jump in. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like every time they failed, they had to take off like an item of clothing. Oh my so, God. Yeah. And it was like, Ooh. and it was the dead of winter by the way. So at one point, like they're all, all four of them are jumping jumping in plus like the variety host so it's minho it's park sojun and it's park hang silk like the finest guys in harang all jumping in like the skipping rope topless and i was like oh oh i love him <laughs> I, yeah so that that's where like my my standing of <laughs> choi minho he's like began. he's just like a hot jock you know that's He's, he's just yeah, a hot shot. He is. And so when he went to the Marines, I have been eagerly awaiting him to come home and to show off that Marine body and the, the don't call me 
like five yeah. seconds into don't call me and it didn't disappoint me i was like oh yeah. he was he came to show us in case you thought that i lost it <laughs> surprise bitch but you thought you've seen the last of me you have um, not get into i mean ads. i get yeah into i also this- just I also just love a cowboy aesthetic um, in all of its sort of like variations. I love a yeehaw yeehaw agenda. Um, So that was real fun for me. Yeah. And you know, I thought I was over the K-pop yeehaw agenda that dominated the latter half of 2020. I thought I was over it. And also said like, guys, I don't want to see any more of like the Western theme. Like I feel like all of you did it. Yeah, they all did it. They all did it. They all did it. TXT did it. Kai did it for. Itzy did it. Itzy did it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was done. And then Minho was like, no, I'm not done. I'm the supreme. And he yeah. did. I also said, like, you know what? On second thoughts, I was. I wasn't actually done. I was just waiting for you. <laughs> I was in hibernation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that yeah, shiny shiny's album has made me happy. But marry you, really makes mm. me happy. And mm. and Beck Young's, can you believe I only just really got into his song um, "Get You Alone." I can't believe you have so much ahead of you. I his do songs. Shall I just send you my playlist? Can you please? Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. Thank you. I'd be so grateful. But yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating this album. I'm very excited. And then we had, the we f- just had the, we just had the mood sampler for it. What? And when? 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 Yesterday. Tasha. It was Sabbath. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, we just had a mood sampler for it, which was just like a little tease of the song, and like, there's some really. Oh, there's a guitar in it that just like tickles, you know, and like something tickles your spine in and the like back of, the, yeah. in the right way. Yeah, I was like, I was literally at my desk, like, Whoa! I was so in shock. I cannot wait. Yeah. Didn't he also warn us that, like, you know, the MV is going to be grown? Well, so there was a funny thing on, on, this is how terribly online he is, which is so scary. Um, oh, around no. what did the, he do? Around the time of, I say terribly online I just mean like he's so he sees everything mm-hmm. um around the time of the Japanese release your favorite song drown is, yes! in, is in that, and the the lyrics to drown are so grown so they're grown. very grown and they're like I mean I hate I don't want to say explicit we literally just had a conversation they're not I wouldn't like, say they're not explicit. Level explicit they are very metaphorical. like what is explicit it's it's like metaphorical but it's definitely about sex and there was like some faux drama online about how it was inappropriate and like oh whatever. yes i remember and that and so, it just made me a harder beckham stan yeah and lots of the sort of um people coming to his defense were like this is a 30 year old man like what, what do you expect him to sing about and also like his whole discography since starting as a solo artist has been pretty horny um uh so is exo's so discography then, if we're really yeah, gonna exactly. get into it all of, all of exo um but he um yeah so then he came on twitter and was like by the way this is 30 year old beckin this isn't by the way, kids, this is 30-year-old Beckin, which was just like basically echoing like what, what fans had said in defense of him. Mm-hmm. So like he sees everything and he Hence has why made I stand. A, he has made a horny bop and he's letting us know. He came online to tell the girls. <laughs> he has put in case you in case you kids thought that you know he had had some kind of redemption or apology for drown. He also like, said, like, no. In fact, let me put yeah. you on notice. 
And also for anyone who was surprised by Drown, I just want to say you should listen to Stay Up, which was on his first album. And that is like, that is explicit. And also there are explicit bits in English. So in case, in case you, just for the internationals, you know? Yeah. So like the people who, you know, like people who are on like Western western fans who were like something for you two girls <laughs> yeah like there was there was no <laughs> there was no reading between the lines on that one and that was on you know his first album so you know what's so funny is that mm. um i didn't realize until a couple of days ago i actually had stay up in my playlist and i i'd completely forgotten so yeah. i had it like wedged between how, what do i have it wedged between i have it wedged between how you like that by blackpink and red moon by card <laughs> very like, different energies well my k-pop playlist not my kr my kr and b one is very seamless and very um structured and thought out and my k just my overall k-pop one is like anything i like gets thrown in yeah and yeah i would implore everyone to listen to that that one is a plus it is a good song but yeah if i do i have a non-k-pop song that i have really wanted to tell the masses about uh no i don't think so wait maybe no silk sonic uh bruno mars and anderson park yeah yeah i I, that was so good that was that is very uh oh yeah they performed at the grammys leave the door open i do like that song and i think they've got a song with like jasmine sullivan i need to hear it but i'm like jasmine sullivan's hotels that she put out earlier this year we were so undeserving we were so undeserving of that greatness of that woman of her vocal range so i need to listen to that and i think they have one with victoria monet who is like the genius behind ariana grande so everything i'm excited for music right now i'm very yeah. i'm excited for what's going on a non k-pop song i'm listening to like every single day mm-hmm. is a song called so hot you're hurting my feelings <laughs> well oh i like that title um by a singer called caroline polacek um it's really good and it really exemplifies how i feel about so many of my faves they are so hot it's hurting my feelings like how are you human like yeah like your existence like it makes me sad because like you're so hot that it hurts me i feel it's, like you have yeah. a very calm and like very rational um way that you <laughs> of the way that you look like it makes you sad for me it makes me upset and i really i have i have are you angry i've honed into that especially about like kai from exo because i'm like i find you very annoying because you're a demon on stage and then like in real life you're like soft and cuddly and it's like you're unaware of who you are and i'm like no 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 i can't compartmentalize the two so that's why like- you need to have a secret stan account <laughs> to get all these, <laughs> get all these opinions. I think out. I'm gonna have one. And then <laughs> this is how you, uh, this is how you compartmentalize and get it all out, and so mm. that you can like move on with the day. So you can like scream to no one and be like, ah, he's so hot. Oh my god, he's so sexy. Whatever. And then I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to start an account called Why? Just Why? Um, why? <laughs> why? Why Kim so Jin? Especially because I don't understand yeah. Jin. I really don't because he's not my bias. He's not even in my top three. The people mm. who are in my top three are the rap line because there's just something about when Nam June and when Yoongi do a math equation that I find so incredibly sexy, but I am a nerd through and through. So when they work out math and then they rap and just let's, and then Nam June's getting so thick 
heaven help me as a stan and the fact that that thirst trap that he uploaded right after the grammys i just wait tasha calm down collect yourself collect yourself it's, it's, it's okay it's just <laughs> send, it send, send it to the stan account send it to the stan account it's also think about the fact that hobie put up that topless picture and i was like what is the 94 line doing when when has this been part of your brand but anyway distracting, distracting yeah it. let me collect myself it's the fact that so i acknowledge that soap gin is so beautiful and there'll be just be moments maybe in like a bang tang bomb or just in like a festive video where they're just talking and he is just sitting there or he's standing and he's doing nothing he's just existing and then you look at his face and then it's like my brain goes blank because i'm like you're so beautiful it's like you were chiseled out of marble by the angels themselves and then just placed you on earth and i refuse to believe that he is a mere mortal i refuse because how this is so impassioned from you i love it no but it's like no lucy he's not one of us he's <laughs> actually not no he i how he can't be how are you just how are you just a human being who is that beautiful who you just stand and ex like the fact that his origin story is the fact that he got off a bus and a big hit scout was like you you mm -hmm. come here i'm not sure if you have any musical talent behind you but your face i need it yeah he was my first bias and so he sits in my heart such a special place in my heart i forget your gym bias yeah I'd say that Young has come for his crown a fair few times because he's such a, such a delightful weirdo. Um, I do like that he's so, oh, he's he so just, weird. He just, wears, he just wears a suit so well. Um, oh, my the, goodness. Per, the perm was the real clincher for me. But, but Jin oh, is, the perm. But Jin is, Jin is a, a special place in my heart forever. When, when Young realised that perms were his aesthetic, oh, my. I know. I know. Is there, a human know. Being, is there a human being that could have really pulled off the green waistcoat bell bottoms in dynamite except for mm. kim taehyung who mm. else could have done that i'm standing i'm standing this wasn't this wasn't the agenda i know we need to stop before we just go on and yeah uh, but i might an hour-long rant <laughs> my my conclusion is that kim suk jin is not one of us he's not yeah. I would, he, I would stand by that. He's a demigod. He is her. He is Hercules without the strength, but is the face. Yeah. And that wraps up this episode of the Soulful <laughs> Storm. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. <laughs> Lucy, please plug yourself. Like, where can the good folk find you? Um, you can find me. Uh, I, I too, am entirely online unfortunately so you can find me at lucy j underscore ford on twitter mm -hmm. i have a podcast as well that i started fairly recently um called fandemic and it was basically uh i talk every, i talk every couple of weeks to someone about the thing that they're a fan of um whatever it may be and just sort of why they love it and also how they've relied on it in the past year Mm. uh so pandemic pandemic yeah uh, you can find that please listen there are lots of really nice people on there and there's also lots of different stuff that they're a fan of as well i've tried to find people who are fans of different stuff so yeah that's out now 
Um, I think that's it. I sometimes do some celebrity interviews, but you will find that on my Twitter if you follow me. So yeah. Yeah, she has a really good one with Reese Witherspoon that I am personally a fan of that you should check out. So yeah. Um, if you've ever seen a journalist give Reese Witherspoon their dissertation, um, that was centered like in legally blonde, that would be Lucy. That would be her. That was me. That was yeah. me. <laughs> um so oh yes guys you can find a soulful storm on spotify on soundcloud or anchor or on most platforms that you can find podcasts except for apple music don't try that i'm working on it um yeah you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram or the soulful storm all one word and you can find me at Sam Patasha on Instagram and on Twitter and you know if you want to read something that I write when I'm actually taking myself seriously then you know you can probably find something that I've written at Teen Vogue and with that being said guys I hope you have a really good week yeah we'll see you later <laughs>